This week on the podcast, Carrie and I are sharing the top five mistakes that people make when they're planning their first Walt Disney World trip, or maybe even their second or third. Have you made any of these? Stay tuned to find out what they are. You're listening to the Pixie Dust Fan Podcast. Hi, I'm Francine. And I'm Carrie. We're two best friends who can't stop talking, usually about Disney stuff. Sometimes we have fascinating guests, and sometimes it's just us. But it's always positive and fun. We're happy to have you join our chat. Thanks for listening, and let's get started. Hi, Carrie. Hi. How are you? I'm all right. How about you? I haven't talked to you much this week. We've been busy. I know. It's, it's, um, I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's the summertime or, or you've just, you've been too busy to talk this week. <laughs> <laughs> we really haven't, uh, we haven't had a chance to catch up. Just stuff, crazy stuff going on. Yeah. You had stuff going on around the house and. Yeah. My cats and stuff. It's been a, it's regular been... stuff. House, your, your house, your cats. You know, work. Yeah, work. The things that get in the way all the time. There's always something to get in the way, isn't there? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, I mean, if we're going to be 100% honest, you know, we haven't talked uh, in a couple of days, so we ended up talking for like an hour before we started recording. (laughs) We had to get caught up. Yeah, I gave you an earful. (laughs) You're caught up all right. (laughs) Now I know what's going on in the life of Carrie. (laughs) <laughs> and we're a li- yeah because we're even usually we record um earlier so we're yeah we're just getting around to it this we're morning yep. yeah we're a little late but that's okay because um we have a really good topic this week it's we um we do and it's one that we haven't tackled yet we decided because now it's time for people to start planning like it really is. People are starting to plan. People are going on vacation. So depending on what part of the world you're in, they're already starting to go on vacations. And yeah, it's time that we really talk about what the mistakes are that people make when they're planning their first vacation. Yes. And I'm sure it, you know, this is kind of one of those things that for Disney fans, you always end up getting these questions, right? So no matter, somebody says, like, if you're a big Disney fan and people know that about you, then somebody will say, oh, I'm thinking about going to Disney. And they'll say, oh, you got to talk to so-and-so. Even at at the Unmagical Job last week, I had someone reach out to me and said, are you still like, you know, Disney fan, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I was telling, it came up on their team meeting in the morning that one of the people were planning to go to Disney and he's like, "Are you? Do you still have the blog and stuff like that?" So I was telling them about you. I'm like, "Yeah, okay, fine, <laughs> thanks." Um, but yeah, like your friends and people start recommending you mm-hmm. as the person they should talk to. Yeah, you should talk to Carrie before you go. Exactly. So, sure. so now we thought, okay, it's time to go through what the top mistakes are that people make planning their first trip, and mm-hmm. this is really like. Your, your first trip, you're kind of green. Um, even maybe people that have been once or twice too, you know, depending on when they went last, like how many years ago they went, it can be, it can be very different. Yep. So we had a list of things to go through and should we just dive right in? Let's do it. Number one, the first one was not buying enough park days on your tickets. Yes. For sure. For Walt Disney World. Especially. Okay, so we should we should preface that, that yeah, that's 
Well, even for Disneyland. Well, listen, Disneyland people are like, I only need to go for one day. And I'm like, you, you, you're going to get a different answer if you talk to me no matter what. Like, so you could ask somebody else. They'll say one or two days. Yep. Whatever. But for Walt Disney World, a lot of people think, well, there's only uh, four parks, so I only need four days. Or, oh, I don't think I, like, my kids are too young. I don't need to go to Epcot, so we'll do three days. Yeah. Um, but there's so much to do. Yeah, or and, we have a zoo, we're not going to go to Animal Kingdom. Yeah, exactly. Well, isn't it just a zoo, so we're only going to go for three days, and that's all that we need. But we're going to stay for seven, we're going to stay for seven nights, but we only want a three-day ticket. Yeah. And I think the big thing that you have to let people understand is that the cost, once you get over the four-day hump of paying for four days, the cost to go to a five-day, a six-day, a seven-day is minimal, and the minimal costs allow you so much flexibility. Mm-hmm. So maybe you eat, like I always suggest to people don't think of it that you're going to go for seven full days of park days or six full days you're going to go morning to night but that little bit amount you pay extra allows you the flexibility to go to one park on one day for just a couple hours in the morning or spend the whole day by the pool and then go to see fireworks mm-hmm. at nighttime at Magic Kingdom for a second time or whatever, right? It just allows you, if you can have control over like not going crazy or what we would call in the early days the go commando in the park where you would like, <laughs> you know, you have a reasonable schedule, but the, the minute you get there, you go batty. And, yes. and, but if you can actually, you know, stick to your schedule and make sure you have those downtimes and the rest time. Like you really can use those three or four extra days just to really enjoy the park in a different, in a different way. Yeah. And that's such a good point about the cost people. You absolutely should check. What's the difference? What am I going to pay for my family between a five day and a six day ticket or a seven day ticket? And so often it is worth it to your point to just go in for the fireworks or just go back to ride a couple of attractions on your fifth or sixth day Mm -hmm. it's absolutely worth it yeah so you can you can have a couple of like heavy days where you go crazy and then you just have those extra days just to dip in here or there or you could you know look at your week and spread like if you had a six-day ticket you could spread your park time across those Mm -hmm. six days evenly so that you're not exhausted from spending you know three full days in the park Right, and then, trying to cram it all and in. trying to cram it all in, right? You could really break it down um, over the full, the six days and um, and just enjoy it a little bit differently. Yeah. And that that is because they're not going to see everything. We've said it before. Yeah. We'll say it again. You are not going to see everything. So don't and even when try you go to back, see, like, if you go back year after year, you, you start to like do it. You start to do your favorites, right? right? So you almost have to force yourself to like do your favorites, but then think about what's new or different that you have to experience. Which is what we're trying to do mm-hmm. on our next trips, especially after being out of the parks for so long. I'm really starting to think about what do I want to do that's different when I go back? How am I going to do it differently? Because you're right. You end up doing your favorites all the time and you just end up going back to the same things. Mm-hmm. Now, Disneyland, I will agree with you. People think that they're not buying enough. Like, they, they think, oh, I can do it in one or two days. Mm-hmm. And I, I I do agree with you. You need more than that. You 100% need more than that, especially if you want to take your time and enjoy it and see. Uh, so my my caveat to this is I believe in Disneyland. You can see everything if you stay for a week. I think well, you can most see people the don't stay for a week to Disneyland. Like most people, we're a little extreme. <laughs> we're a little extreme, but I think if you if you stayed for a week, you could get a good feel and see quite a bit, if not all. 
Yeah, I think in low season you could do that in just a couple of park days for sure. But uh, but I think, yeah, having more time to really enjoy it. But the one thing about Disneyland, I think, is that they have, even though they're just right across an esplanade from each other and you can see each other and wave at each other from the park gates, is that there are so many fantastic nighttime shows. And Mm -hmm. in the past, they've had so many, you know paint the night over at DCA when when it was there at the the last time it was there and the fire and the parades over at at uh, Disneyland so you've got and sometimes they've had sometimes they've probably had three parades going on between the two parks and they right. have the nighttime spectaculars you know you want to see world of color you want to see you know the cars thing come on at nighttime you want to ride some of the attractions at night but you still want to see world of color over at at magic kingdom walt's original magic kingdom disneyland (laughs) you can (laughs) they have um they have uh uh, phantasmic which is better than walt disney world and their fireworks so there's so many things that you need to uh get a fast pass for wait early wait you know wait you know wait for your parade spot Mm -hmm. because that's just how things roll at disneyland like you need more time to be able to see all of that stuff because you couldn't cram all that stuff into just two days so that's where you need the third day if you were staying on site or staying off site and you were going for a couple of nights that extra day would allow you to be able to pencil in all of those things so you can enjoy them all because it's like a pity to miss any of it right like for sure. And, to, and with all the conflicting schedules of the of the things, you absolutely need more days to do that. And honestly, I was watching uh, last last week, Lou Mangello is in uh, Disneyland. And he and I can't even remember where it was, but he posted something and he said, I just stumbled upon this. I didn't even know it was here. And I thought, oh, look at this. Like, you know, he's he's like the Disney master historian, all that kind of fun stuff. And he, he did, there was something he was discovering in Disneyland. That's cool. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. So, you know, that's, a, so you, you're going to get a better chance to see it all, but maybe not see everything. Mm-hmm. So, yes, more t- more days. And same thing, the price comes down the, the more days you add. It's it's important to to compare the prices to see because I think it's it's definitely worth it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay, so that's number one. Number two is a little controversial. Yeah. It depends who you ask. Mm-hmm. But I truly believe that you need to have the hopper option on your tickets. And I believe that because it's important to me to be able to park hop. However, people with small children have told me that they don't use the hopper option. Right. I think a hopper is, I think it's a great thing, but I definitely do believe like you absolutely can plan a whole week trip without a hopper. Like it's very, like if, if you have a plan, uh, yeah, you can do it. But that's a hopper. the plan. That's, that's the plan. Okay, and that's got probably, so that's, that's a later, that's one of our later points. Yes. So I think you can absolutely do a full week trip without a hopper, but the hopper allows you, and again, it, like when you have a family, it's, it's quite a bit of an expense more on top of your tickets. Like, do you want to have a, the cost of a mm-hmm. five day, a four day versus a seven day base ticket, one park per day is a very little bit of a price increase. But then when you look at adding a hopper, it might cost like $90 a person overall. And if it's family of five or whatever, like uh, it's a lot of right. it's extra a lot, cost. It, the cost is very different than the but, additional days. But yeah, but I think you have to understand the, yeah, like weighting the benefits about it. So, you know, if you have the dining plan and you want to, and you're going to eat at a table service every day, 
you need to make sure that where you're going into the park that morning is the same place where you're going mm-hmm. to have your dinner or your you have meal. to figure out where the heck you're going for your meal outside of the parks or whatever. But having the hopper will allow you to like hop over to Op- Epcot for dinner or or even if it's a rainy day and you want to change your, you know, you want to change tunes and go to a different park later in the day, like at the like on the drop of a dime you can change your plans mm-hmm. and go to a different park like maybe you just want to wander or do something different or check something out it allows you to do that and like adding that on in the beginning and paying for it and getting it done and over with is a lot easier than like being on your trip and being like oh snap maybe we should add it like on day two and right you know deciding you maybe not to because you're like oh do i want to spend this much money you know just kind of understanding and deciding if it's beneficial in the beginning mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, for sure. And to your point, like when you're thinking about dining reservations and things like that, you're trying to find the place that's in the park that you're going to be on that day. Or if you have to leave the park, then you're going back to the same park. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, if your dining reservation is at Ohana, but your park day is at Epcot, you're going to spend so much time traveling back and forth. Whereas if you had the hopper, you could just decide, okay, we're going to spend the evening in the Magic Kingdom next to Ohana after mm-hmm. dinner not that anybody really wants to do a lot of walking after eating at ohana but that's a different yeah. story but then there's also to your point the nighttime stuff stuff that's going on in the evening when everything's back at full capacity there's there's you know fireworks going on nighttime shows things like that sometimes you want to go back and see the same nighttime show two or three times but you don't want to spend all that time you know like if you love the, the fireworks at the Magic Kingdom, maybe you want to go back and see them three times, but you don't want to spend three days in the Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. A hopper lets you do that. Yeah, for sure. And I think, um, like, I'll, I'll always, t- like, advise people to, like, one way to, like, people that have l- little children, like, when you say hopper to them, they think, well, I don't, like, just going to Magic Kingdom, taking a nap and going back to Magic Kingdom is enough, right? Like, they don't mind the thought of, like, just sticking to one one park per day but you know if you do take the break and you go back to your resort and and uh, have a break like you could go heavy in the start of the day but then i always say like if you go back in the evening like say you're at epcot all morning and you're gonna run around world showcase and do whatever you're gonna go back and have a swim like when you go back to the next park you just go at a different rate like you go just to maybe window shop or shop or you go just for the nighttime spectacular the nighttime parade and you go and you get a snack and you sit and wait for the parade and you just enjoy the ambiance and you do something different like so so, you know, you go in, like, if you hop, you don't have to hop thinking, oh, my goodness, I'm going to go hop over to Magic Kingdom and I'm going to run around Magic Kingdom till midnight and be exhausted. Like, you right. know, when you hop, you can also, it's just, it, maybe you it forces you to change pace. gears. It cha- yes. Yeah, it, kind of, it forces you to change gears and, and, you know, maybe think, okay, well, you know, the rides and the craziness are in the morning. Whatever yes. happens in the evening just happens. If you fit in a couple rides, you do, but maybe you're going just for eating lots of fun treats and watch, waiting for the fireworks. If you squeeze in an extra Buzz Lightyear, <laughs> bonus. <laughs> but, you know, it's like a way to kind of like to think about it is, you know, not so much overwhelming, like, oh, my goodness, like we can't go to like Magic Kingdom at night. That's going to be crazy because they're thinking about what they did at Hollywood Studios in the morning running to Slinky Dog Dash. Right. <laughs> you know, just like, like <laughs> hopping doesn't mean you have to go and conquer that place. You just are going to go and have a different and be in a different space for the evening. So It's that kind of flexibility that it, it's the flexibility that I like. 
And I think when you're talking, so you're talking about taking a nap and taking a break in the middle of the day. Yeah, I'm which thinking is, more like families, right? Because that's which like, is well, who are you kidding? We take like <laughs> breaks in the middle of the day. I don't know that I always get a nap, but I take a break in the middle of the day for sure. And that comes to point number three, which is the biggest mistake that people make. And this one, hands down, is a huge mistake in my opinion: not staying on property. Like yeah. not staying at a Walt Disney World Resort hotel or I mean, Disneyland, I think, is a little different. Right. So I, not that I would never not stay on at a Disneyland hotel, um, but I think at Walt Disney World staying off property to me just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't. If you're going to spend all this money, you're going to take your family to go on a Disney vacation. There are resorts for every budget. There really is. You can go luxury, high-end, deluxe, or you can stay in a value resort that is comparable to resorts and hotels off property. Heck, you can go to a campground and bring a tent if you really, if you really <laughs> wanted to. Exactly, and that counts as staying on property. It is. You get the amenities. <laughs> you do, and you get all the transportation. So I know that the Magical Express is going away, but having the transportation to your resort. And it's regular transportation. I know there are places off off site. They say, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we we offer shuttles to the to the Disney parks, and those shuttles run once every three hours, and they're packed. And if you miss it, you're waiting three hours. And I'm sure there's got to be some options off site that do it well, but I don't, I still don't think that there are any. What some of them that I've heard, they take you, they shuttle you to Disney Springs so that you can get on the Disney transportation. Like think about you're going for seven days or whatever it is. Say you're going for five to seven days. How many hours are you going to spend on transportation to save a few dollars staying off site? And and it really probably isn't much of a savings when you calculate it all out. For sure. And I think, I think the more important than any of that is that is just the Disney bubble. (laughs) Like, I think it's just, and people, people see it when they, when, once they've done it. And I can't say that I've had many people come back, you know, that I've advised over the years to say, uh, we'll never do it again because of the cost. Like, once you get there and you're in the bubble and you see the value, like even, even, you know, that the dads that are like, you don't participate in any of the planning and are just, you know, showing up <laughs> for the trip. Up. They come back and they see the value in it. So like because the because you're just in that bubble where everything seems mm-hmm. to work out. Well, yeah, and it's all of the you're right, the bubble. Well, think of your shopping, getting your shopping sent to your resort or like just taking the bus, the boat, the monorails, all all of that, the Skyliner now, hopping around from resort to resort when you want to eat something different or, you know, and the resorts all have so many great things in them. They have so many yeah. great amenities, movies under the stars at night. Like, where you else know what you I that? You know what I honestly think beyond any of that stuff from what I've heard over all the years, I, I've been giving everybody my advice and when they come back and tell me what their trip was like it's the it's the service yeah like like the bubble and all that stuff and like um, they can't believe they can't believe how 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 attentive the things were to them how how happy and and the cast members were and just all around mm-hmm. the service delivery on all fronts like how you know their if their kids have allergies or something went wrong or whatever like they just can't believe 
This, it was all, everything, everything is so easy and you're in that bubble and they drop you off and they pick you up yeah. and drop you off seven days later. But like, they can't believe the, the service they get and the people and the cast member and how friendly and wonderful and how everybody is and attentive to the children and, and the magic. So I that's think that's right. more, that's more than the fact that there's pools and r- resort to deli- like, that's what I think people <laughs> are most impressed with. They, they don't come back and say, oh, thank goodness they brought my bags back to my shopping back to my room. <laughs> well, they, they, might... do if, they do if they've got their hands full and they're running around the Magic Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> Let me send this back. But there's so many great amenities that come with staying yeah. on there, including the cast members, the service, the like yeah. even the shops and the resorts have everything you need. Yep. Like it's just it's just seamless and easy. Like the trans like the fact that you think as parents you go you go on this vacation where the kids are going to be happy everybody you're going to be treated well and have great service and you don't have to really think about you have to think about things but like you know you just jump on the bus to get to where you need to go like everything is Mm. just right there now they have yeah the app and like everything's in your fingertips and 100 percent. so yeah a lot of people i find are really wowed 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 uh, by the technology too like a lot of people love like once they get there and, and having everything on the app like yeah dining and you can open your like open your resort door with your phone remember when that first remember they first piloted that we were in walt disney world you and i i have a video of us trying to figure out how to open the door with our phone but it worked it was great Mm -hmm. yeah yeah everything just works so seamless well and staying in and the one thing the 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 ultimate example of staying off-site is driving to magic kingdom from an off-site resort Yes, so you drive to Magic Kingdom and you get on, you park your car in a parking lot that's the size of, mm-hmm. I don't even know, a small town probably. And then Disneyland. You, in Disneyland, say, although. Disneyland like, can fit inside the parking lot. That's what they say, although. Yeah. Lot, so they say. But just to give you an idea, like it's a humongous parking lot, you're parked wherever, you have to get on a tram mm-hmm. and then take the tram to um, where you're going to decide whether you're going to take a boat over to the Magic Kingdom or you're going to take a monorail over to the Magic Kingdom to yeah. get to Magic Kingdom, to get to the front gate. So, you know, the middle of the day, you think you're going to go back and take a rest. You got to backtrack that, right? So get to the front of the gate from a humongous park after walking around for five or six mm-hmm. hours. Get on the boat, get on the tram, get in your yeah. car, get oh, back my to your sister. resort. My, even when we're staying on property, if we have a car... Going to Magic Kingdom, she just won't do. Like I, t- no I always tell everybody, drive. If you have a car, fantastic. If you're going to go to the parks bright and early, for sure, drive. It's it's great, but do not drive to Magic Kingdom. I'm like, just take them transportation. <laughs> but I, you know, I do. So I like the Magic. The I like the idea behind it. So the reason that the parking lot is the ticket and transportation center is not right at the Magic Kingdom. Like Walt wanted people to leave the world behind when they got to the Magic Kingdom. So that's the it's the whole process of getting there. You park your car and then you decide if you're taking a monorail or a boat. But everything is left behind at that ticket and transportation center and you're entering the Magic Kingdom bubble. So you can't just drive up to the Magic Kingdom. Um, And that boat ride. I love that boat ride. Oh, see, I kind of yeah. want to just do that boat ride just for it's been long. It's been a while. It's been I want to so do long that boat since ride. I've done that boat ride. Yeah, we should do the boat ride next time. But like the yeah, oh, leaving the park and you can see the castle glowing at nighttime. It's it's pretty spectacular. Mm-hmm. So even now we're yeah we're talking okay. But you know um, yeah, just people that <laughs> so you can just to do it once, <laughs> just to do. No. 
But um, but but yeah, like if you if something where you had to leave in a jiffy, or you had to change plans, or you had to you were planning on oh, yeah. you know taking a break, like chances are you might not take the break. You might end up just staying. When you stay on site, you might you can have a bit more flexibility with how you're going to go about the day. Like you could do that you know, have a six day ticket and kind of spread it across the days and go in and out and spend a little bit of time here and there if that's better for your family for the Mm. pace. But if you were to stay off site, the chances are you're probably going to do the three day ticket with a three full morning to night days. If it's your first trip and you want to see everything and do everything Mm. as much as you can at Magic Kingdom, you're going to go from park open to park close. Right. Because it's not because when you think about how big Disney property is too, that means that your resort or your hotel that you're staying at off property, it's a good long drive. Like it's not around the corner, depending on what park you're at. It's, it can't be around the corner. Like, right. So yeah, you're right. People come, people, some like complain a little bit that the bus rides, the Disney bus rides to certain resorts are too long. Exactly. And there's no stops. Like usually (laughs) they just go from the park to your resort. Mm-hmm. We, I mean, years and years ago, we stayed off-site. When we would go, we would stay on-site for a while, and then we would stay off-site for a bit. And there were years we went and rented a house and stuff like that. But it was, it was very, it was difficult to go for a break in the middle of the day because it was, it was almost such an ordeal to leave, to get to the car, to get to the thing, to drive to the house. Like, it was just, it was too much. So, yeah, so we just, we don't do it anymore. <laughs> it's just, we don't even kid ourselves anymore. We just, we don't. Uh, so that was number three, was not staying on property. That was our third mistake. The fourth one? It's like a bad, that's like swear words to you off property. <laughs> I don't, I know. Well, I guess, did you see, so on sidebar note, we were talking about going, um, if we can get tickets in November to go to the to the Disney event or whatever. Destination and D. Destination D. And there's not a lot of availability at the resorts and all that kind of stuff. And you said, well, maybe we would stay off property. So I was like, oh, maybe. And you're like, it's just the weekend. We'll just whatever. So I'm like, okay. So I, I, I'm open to this for if it's just for three or four days. I, 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 can, I can maybe be persuaded. And then I mentioned it to my sister. And she almost fell off her chair. She said, <laughs> what are you talking about? Why would, why would we stay off? Why, why would we do this? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. She well, was, if there's no... If there's no availability then you have no choice exactly exactly so but yeah she's stalking reservations i'm quite sure i bet yeah (laughs) okay Okay. so what's number four on our list of mistakes Um, that first time people make is it is not planning properly not planning and over planning and over planning Yes. I guess they're kind of the same thing because overplanning kind of is not planning properly if you overplan. <laughs> yeah. That's it. There are too many people that, that think that A, they they can wing it, or B, they think they have to have every moment of every day planned to like to the millisecond and have itineraries that are almost impossible to follow. Yeah. And and you see that all the time, and you you can see them. You can spot those families in the parks. You can absolutely spot them. They've got their head in their phone, or they've got a piece of paper with everything written out, and they're shouting at the kids. They're shouting at their spouse. We gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta go. Hurry up! Blah blah blah. And yeah, 
the anxiety of just looking at them, it, it just, oh, it's so sad. Because I don't understand how that can be enjoyable. I still think when they get home after that, uh, <laughs> they, they still have that wonderful bubble. <laughs> to me. Yeah, yeah. And but might. yes, but yes, yes, I agree completely. I think you can go too far. I think it's so important to have a plan. Mm-hmm. But I think that you can absolutely over plan. There is no way in Walt Disney World you're going to see everything. So don't try. Like, honestly, you don't try to, to think that you're going to see everything. You're going to ride everything in every park and see all of the great things and do all of the massive dining. Like, you're just, it's not going to happen. So you kind of have to take the stress out of that and give yourself time for detours mm-hmm. and breaks and and downtime like a perfect like a perfect example is like you you know you're at animal kingdom and maybe you're you got some little kids and you're you're on your way to like i don't know you're gonna go to dinosaur first thing in the morning and you those kids see that dang boneyard (laughs) 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 and your kids want to dig in the boneyard exactly Exactly. For two and a half hours, when you have a when you have a, a minute to minute detailed plan, <laughs> or it could even be like forget about it. You're running, you're doing your flight of passage, you're doing whatever. But then you're like, okay, let's go over to Dino Land, and then your kids want to dig in the sand for the next two hours instead of yes. going over to the safari or doing whatever else you had on your minute to minute plan. Because I think with little kids, especially like as much as the parents are want to do all the stuff, and and everybody's wowed with the magic of Disney, like little kids love playgrounds and they love pools (laughs) and they love splash pads and uh and once they lay their eyes on those or they've had that experience and that's all they've got on their brain like mickey mouse is fun and everything but yeah that's that's a humongous dinosaur sandbox man yeah and they're gonna want to spend time in it and if you've only allotted 15 minutes for play time (laughs) you're probably gonna have a meltdown on your hands around minute 20 (laughs) when you're trying to drag them out yeah, and it's so, and it's important too that if they're if they're enjoying something like that, you have the time in your itinerary to let them. Yeah, for sure. Or if yeah. it's really hot, or it rains, or whatever, and something derails your plans. Oh yeah, rain big time. Weather, like you, you got to be able to go with roll with the punches. And if your itinerary is too jam packed and too rigid. Something like that can throw off the entire day. Mm-hmm. If a, a storm rolls in and everybody's got pressure headaches and things like that, like you need to be able to change it up. And I think, it, I, you know, if you have your plans figured out to every minute, like, are, how do you feel when you when they don't work out as planned? Like, like your expectations or you know what I mean? Like when you when yes. Like, you don't want to feel at the end of the day that, like, oh, it was a failure. I let my family down. You know, we didn't get to, you know, we thought we were going to see 100 things and we only saw 45 things or whatever, you know, <laughs> how it makes yeah. you, how it makes you feel. Like, I think, I, I think it's good to have stuff planned to a certain extent, like have reasonable things planned, like if it all works yes. out and then you kind of have a, you kind of have a window to let, you know, let whatever happen happen, right? Like the flexibility. It's important to have plans. That that are flexible Mm -hmm. right for sure but like that's the thing when you go to like if you know that you have to if you want to go to magic kingdom and you you have your top five things that you want to do you can kind of prioritize the stuff like or whatever you've got two days at magic kingdom what are your top priorities and you try your best to you know get to your top things and then 
Like everything else is kind of gravy. You know, you kind of have fun <laughs> checking off the stuff that you can get, right? Like, oh, we can do one more thing. Or, oh, right. we can ride Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> we get to ride Buzz Lightyear twice. Yes. You know what exactly. I mean? Like, like Yeah, and like if there's no line for Buzz Lightyear, ride it twice. Yeah. If you enjoyed it and you had but, fun. Oh my, but we're supposed whatever, to go and get right? an ice cream right now. <laughs> we're supposed to get our ice cream. This is supposed to be our third ice cream Sunday of the trip. We've got to go. We've got to go. But like you could go on Buzz Lightyear five times in a row because there's no line because it's like an hour exactly. before closing or whatever. That's probably the good old days. I don't know that that exists anymore. Well, yeah, you never know. You never know. Maybe after a good rain, mm-hmm. um, which is which is a fantastic time to be in the parks, is because usually if there's a really good rainstorm, a lot of people leave. Mm-hmm. Which is the other thing about being flexible. You stick around, and sometimes the park can be quite quiet. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but then it's hard not to like. It's it's so hard not to get excited. And try to overplan. Like, it's very, right. very, very hard. Like, as we're saying, don't overplan, don't overplan, don't <laughs> overplan. You dial it back and be your first trip with, with all the, with, you know, know you think right? of now, like when, you know, back in the old days, you like, you grabbed your favorite you travel your good book. old days. <laughs> you got, you grabbed your burn bomb. <laughs> your and then burn I, bomb and guide. <laughs> your burn bomb guide. And then I, and then I, I, my sister-in-law and I evolved to the passporter. We got the deluxe passporter. Oh, look um, at you. <laughs> but you had your passporter and you planned and you figured out what you wanted to yes. do new, what you wanted, whatever. But now you think all the blogs and all of the Facebook yes. pages and all of the, like you can get everybody's opinion and 5,000 opinions on oh, one thing. Goodness. Like the pressure and the information that's out there, like it's it's hard not to it's, it's hard not to top. overplan. Like there's so much yeah. information and everything's fantastic and everywhere you've got to eat and every snack is amazing. Like it is, yeah. I think it is hard to. Well, to it is because I think it, you can be completely overwhelmed with all of the stuff from you're right from the social media to the blogs to to the podcasts like this one with mm-hmm. everybody's opinions and and all sorts of stuff and we can give opinions that are general in nature but I think it's so important to figure out what's right for your family which is which is probably that's oh that's a good segue into number 5 the biggest mistake that people make on their first trip or mm-hmm. second or third or fourth is not using a Disney travel agent mm mm-hmm. mhm and a caveat of a good one. A good one. <laughs> so there are lots of people that say they're Disney travel agents. They work for Disney affinity agencies, blah, blah, blah. Um, but not all are created equal. And it's, you know, you need to make sure that you're finding a good, reputable one. Um, because they're going to they're gonna do and give you the advice that's specific to your family. Like, there has to be a conversation about what's good for you and your family. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, like you don't you, want it. You don't want someone that's going to plan a trip the way that they tra- that they they maybe they like plan the way their we trip, do. <laughs> right? So you need, you, yeah, they need to ask you all the questions about what your family is really like, the pace, what you like to do, what time you wake up, you know, how how things are. Yeah, like you and I, you and I are giving advice. We're saying here's here's the things that we think are important, but we're also good enough to know and been giving advice long enough to know that maybe park hoppers aren't for everyone. And we would need to, if we were planning somebody's trip right now, we would need to sit down with them and figure all those things out. What time mm-hmm. they wake up, what kind of pace they run at, you know, how do, how do the kids do in the afternoon or do they get tired around lunch? Or are they going to be, a, you know, want to go, go, go? Like all of that kind of stuff. Are they picky eaters? Are they going to eat buffets? Do they, all of that goes into the planning and you need that specific for your family 
that you cannot get on a blog or a podcast or whatever. Yeah, just someone that'll give you the right answers that fit you, right? Yes. And that have been, that live and breathe it, right? Mm -hmm. So that's the other thing. You can go to a Costco or wherever, book your travel through Expedia, but they're not, the people that you're dealing with are not Disney focused. So everything right now, especially after the pandemic, is changing. It's hard to keep on top of what's available, what's not. Is PhotoPass going on? What happened to Fast Passes? Have those come back? And you can you can plan your trip today and book your trip today. And before you travel, five things have changed. All of a sudden now they've opened up a restaurant that wasn't going to be open that you really would have liked. Or they've brought back, you know, this char- character dining or these fast pass options or this. They've changed the time and early entry, exit, whatever. All of that can change between the time you book and the time you go. So you need someone who's going to tell you that stuff and stay on top of it for you because you don't want to be staying on top of all that. It's very confusing. Mm-hmm. I agree. Do you, and it's pressure enough to like, just on a regular vacation, <laughs> let alone, <laughs> you know, the the Disney, like all the components of booking a Walt Disney vacation, right? Absolutely. All the pre-planning and all the information you need to know. So l- letting somebody, you know, guide you along yeah. the way is, is very helpful. And, and, they, it doesn't cost any more to you whether right. you book direct or whether you book with a travel agent. Right. And of course, this is not a commercial. I'm saying this now. This is not a commercial for it. But we are, uh, you know, we only recommend um, Pure Magic Vacations. They are, and because we have faith and trust. Uh, well, faith, trust, and pixie dust. Such a nerd. <laughs> I know. <laughs> But we do that they know the the people that work there, the agents, we know them, they, they're qualified to do this. Mm -hmm. They love Disney, but they also love to make sure that people are getting a good vacation. And they will, you know, if a promo comes out, whatever, they'll apply it to the reservation. So you're not paying more than you need to. Like, you don't get that at Costco. Um, like, those kind of things, that kind of service, it's kind of like the Disney service before you get there. Mm-hmm, exactly. Right? Exactly. Exactly. That's <laughs> so important. It's so important to get proper planning. I don't care how. I know people, it's like their 10th or 12th trip. They're still using a Disney travel agent. And yeah. and should. Because they can't stay on top of all the changes. And why not? You can still control everything. It's not a big deal if you want, like, if you're a control person, it's okay. I find even, like, with, if you go a lot, it's having someone that, like, having someone you can ask questions Mm -hmm. to that will give you, that'll help you make decisions. Like, maybe you're trying to decide, maybe you've been lots of times and you're really going to do everything. You're going to pick your fast passes. You're going to make your dining because you love doing that. But you want to talk to someone to find out. If, um, like, you're thinking about changing resorts or you've always stayed at resort A and you're thinking about going to resort B, like, what do you think? Or would you, like, what do you see? Or yeah. asking about the value in something or eating at, re- like, you know, often the yeah. Disney travel agents have eaten at many of the restaurants. They've toured all the resorts. They can give you their opinion on something or help you decide mm-hmm. if, if something's right for your family or if the value is right for your family, right? Like, a big thing is the value, is the value of your choices you know, what you're meeting your expectations. So, so they can answer those questions. If you, you could do everything about your trip, but, um, but just having that, that uh, well, sound advice. Yeah. Having an advisor. So those are our top 
five mistakes that people make when they're booking their first trip or <laughs> or many trips. Those are the the rookie mistakes. Rookie mistakes. Rookie mistakes, Carrie. Well, that was fun. I think that was a good one. I think um, I think this is important stuff, even for people that have been going for multiple times. I think these are all good points that we bring up. You know, it would be fun to have to to have like have people tell their their worst mistakes. Yes. <laughs> oh, I would love that for people should, to send in their worst you, mistakes. You should post that and and get people to like <laughs> after they've listened to the podcast, like get them to comment on on if they have any any interesting like rookie they, mistakes. What yeah, were there mistakes that they made? Yeah. Okay, so that would be good. If anybody's got any mistakes that they made, send them in to us. And yeah, you're right, Carrie. I'll post that. Maybe when I post the podcast, I'll ask people uh, what their biggest planning mistake was. Mm-hmm. That would I'm be sure fun. I'll bet fun you there's... I'm, <laughs> I'll tell. Let me tell you this. If there was ever a poster for why you should use a Disney travel agent, I was um, in Disneyland and I was in staying in the Grand Californian and I went downstairs to pay. I had ordered water. Deli- long story. But anyway, I was in the lobby and there was a man at the desk asking to like trying to check in to the Grand Floridian. <laughs> that's, that's not true. It is true. I did. I he was at the desk and they were trying to explain to him that the Grand Floridian was in Florida. So he had planned his whole trip around California, Disneyland, but he made his reservation for the resort at Walt Disney World. Wow. Grand Floridian versus Grand Californian. Disney travel agent required. (laughs) I was down there picking up my cases of water that I had ordered to be delivered to me. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was one of my first trips. Uh, to Disneyland, my first that was or BC. Trip to Disney. That was BC before Carrie, <laughs> because Carrie doesn't let me get water delivered. She makes me go all the way to the little CVS down the corner, down the street. We get our water. Yeah, yeah. The Walgreens or the CVS. <laughs> I've learned so much since traveling with Carrie. Carrie, this is a good one. So it's time to talk pixie. Oh, before we do, so this is not pixie dust because we 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 didn't we we couldn't decide whose pixie dust it was, but we need to give a shout out to our whimsical world on Instagram, who we were both cracking up. Um, they saw a picture of a Kermit the Frog topiary, and they yeah, and tagged at Muppet Where's riding the bike. Yeah, I love listening to the Pixie Dust Fan Podcast and thought of you guys instantly. I can't think why. (laughs) So it was pretty funny. So thank you for that. That's cool. Carrie. Okay. What is your Pixie Dust this week? Well, my Pixie Dust is... And you um, haven't told me and and you've got like this grin on your face. (laughs) (laughs) So it's something that brought you happiness or a little bit of joy this week. It brought me a little... It brought me joy. Okay. I guess happiness. Okay. It brought me pixie dust. Okay. So I, um, so this week my water tank broke. (laughs) I don't know where this is going because this was not a pixie dust moment when your tank broke. Okay. So I had, yeah. So I was a couple days without water, hot water. So I went to have a shower at my sister's place. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And so I packed a bag. I pro- I probably packed this bag like 
probably packed more to go to my sister's house to have a shower than I packed to go to like Walt Disney World for seven days. But I packed up all my stuff so I could go over and have a shower and I packed a toiletry bag and uh, I had a shower and I, in my toiletry bag, I had the Disney uh, H2O Disney Cruise Line Oh, shampoo and conditioner. Nice. And I have not smelled that shampoo since January 2020. <laughs> and oh my goodness, the scent of that is glorious. Like I don't have a like I haven't like I haven't been using it. Like you know, you we I you get them and you kind of stash them away. I when I bring home when I bring home those from the Walt Disney World or Cruise Line, I often will put sets together and I'll bring them and I'll leave them at work for like some of the girls or whatever. People that I know love Disney, I might leave them a little packet or whatever. So I don't use it very you don't often. You use them yourself. No, I don't use them. Like I do sometimes, but I but I don't like I find now that's more what I'll do, especially if I can bring home a set of them. Like I'll bring them and I'll, and I'll surprise somebody at work with them. A Disney fan. Not giving them to somebody who doesn't <laughs> who, who doesn't enjoy it, doesn't get it. Um Anyway, so it was glorious because, like I said, it's been a long time since I smelled that, and and it, it's just a wonderful smell, and it just brings you back. It just makes you instantly happy because yeah, it reminds you of the most wonderful place. Oh, that's so good! Oh, that's so that a was my good pixie dust. That's a good one. Yeah, it was Aww. good. So just the uh, scent like that, it can just totally the scent. take yep. you back. Yep, it was. It's a cruise line one, but they all like it's. It's all the H two O. Yeah, um, H two O brand, but it oh, was like, like it all brought now, it, gotta... it all brought it back. Like it's a, it's that smell that's just like oh my goodness, it just brings yeah. you yeah, yeah. Like I know we get all excited about you know smelling things that smell like the Grand Floridian lobby and the Beach Club lobby <laughs> and all that stuff, and and this is exactly the same thing, probably better. Really, like you're in your shower yeah. and you can <laughs> and and it takes over, right? The smell. <laughs> It's amazing. Yeah, and it and you it just smells like when you're mm-hmm. standing in that shower on the ship. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. How about you? What's That's your pixie a good dust? One. That's a good one. Uh, <laughs> my pixie dust. I keep the good one secret. <laughs> yeah, you did. You didn't tell me anything about it. So my pixie dust um, is along the lines of Instagram. Uh, I have, if you follow me on Instagram, you have seen that I've started trying to do uh, reels and uh, like the little short videos, you know, you can, you get like the sound or whatever. Um, But I I finally just said, whatever, uh, I'm going to be a goof and, and do it. So my, I think it was, so the one I tried to do with my t-shirts, I actually cut my own head (laughs) almost off and I swear like I spent like 20 minutes trying to record this like 30 second clip or or whatever it was and half my head like not the top of my head like the side of my head was cut off so I wasn't even in the frame and I just thought you know what who cares uh who cares so I posted it and I got some really good feedback on it so uh that was it was really nice people have been very kind and uh nobody really said anything about my head being cut off so it it just it was nice. It made me it made me feel good. So I was like, whatever, I'm gonna just try more because so you've been making you've been reeling them out to us. Oh my gosh! So I sent you one the other day that it's like a Disneyland thing, and I need you to record half of it. You got to record the first part. We got to try to figure this out. I'm gonna figure out how to put us together on a reel. Um, but yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, they're fun. <laughs> I've been <laughs> enjoying them. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, they're fun. It's you know what? It's just a different way to to connect and and produce content. And I thought it was fun. And you know, hopefully, I'll have some more original stuff when I finally get to Walt Disney World. Mm-hmm. Yes. Cool. Well, Carrie, this has been fun as always. You betcha. And thank you to everyone listening. Please make sure, if you can, leave us a rating and review, uh, especially on Apple Podcasts. That really does help us. And, uh, yeah, let us know where you're listening. You know, tag us on social media and let us know um, where you're listening to the podcast. Are you cleaning? Are you driving? Like, well, don't take a picture while you're driving, but you know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) And let us know where you're listening to the podcast. I was listening to podcasts this morning when I was doing my dishes. Yeah. It's anywhere. You can listen wherever. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I do it a lot when I'm when I'm cleaning for sure. Or like, you know, just puttering around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. Well, don't forget to follow Pixie Does Fan on Instagram. That's what you're (laughs) supposed to tell everybody. (laughs) That's it. That's it. Yes. Thank you, Carrie. (laughs) All that work on those reels. Thanks for listening to the Pixie Dust Fan Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Make sure you're following us on your favorite podcast player so you'll get a new episode every week. And find us on social media too. We'd love to hear from you. Till next time, remember, you are never too old to be young. Chase your dreams and design your own happily ever after. <laughs>